Welcome to another episode of Making Magic with your host, Bradley Morris from Magic Media. This is the go-to show for purpose-driven creators to get inspired with innovative new ideas to produce your educational content, build thriving online communities, and turn your message into a movement. All right, we are live. Welcome to the Create a Quiz to Grow Your Biz Workshop here with Shanti Zach. Um, I'm really excited about this. You know, all of you know, I am a big fan of alternative marketing strategies that get us the heck off of social media and connecting human to human, people to people. I, one of the big things that I have been standing on my soapbox about over the last 16 months is the power of a signature workshop. So what you're going to experience today is a signature workshop that Shanti has toured around to from stage to stage. And hopefully this inspires you to do more of that because it's a great way to connect with other people's audiences. Uh, going through a workshop experience, in my opinion, is more powerful than just going on a podcast and having a conversation because we're here, we're live, we're engaged, we're going to be interacting, we're going to be having our own insights and epiphanies and putting them into action. And so before we get started, I just want to introduce you to Shanti. So she is a quiz funnel strategist, growth coach, copywriter, consultant, and the creator of the empathy marketing ecosystem. So she's a quiz funnel strategist. And what really impressed me about Shanti, we did a podcast episode, I think about a month ago was she's a homesteader living in the mountains, doing this online marketing thing growing her family, growing food, and just living a really wholesome and beautiful life. And you can learn a lot about people just in how they're living and how we live also translates into how we show up and we do our business. And so what you're going to get today is going to just be goodness. And I can assure you of that. So Shanti, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more we can say and links that we can dish out as this goes on today. I just really appreciate you taking some time to come and share this workshop and teach us another creative and alternative way to do the whole marketing thing. So I'm going to just pass it over to you. The stage is yours. Um, take it away. Awesome. Thank you for that lovely introduction. And I'm so glad to be here. I'm really excited to meet all of you. And I really want this to be as sort of like practical for the people in the room and the people watching the recording as possible. So if you're open to it, I would love to know just who you are and what type of business you're running. And we'll have time for questions at the end. So if you have quiz specific questions that don't get answered during the workshop, we can cover those. But yeah, I'm really curious, like if you're just starting out, if you are online business veteran, if you're selling services, if you're selling courses, if you're selling products, like it makes a bit of a difference when we're talking about quizzes. So the more you tell me, the more specific I can get. So if you're open to that, pop it in the chat. And whilst that's happening, I'm just going to share my screen here. And forgive me, I'm outside of my usual home office setup. I'm actually in Victoria right now. So I just have one screen. So I'm hoping I can make this work. Okay. Can everyone see 
make a quiz to grow your biz. Yes. Okay, cool. Perfect. And if I switch over here to see my notes, can you guys see my notes? Or do you still see that other screen? They're totally top secret. Nothing to see here. Okay, perfect. <laughs> that's that's how we want it. That's I right. have definitely given many a presentation where I have like totally shared the notes the whole time and no one said anything. You're like, okay, well, now you can see how much I veer off my notes. <laughs> no, so great. All right. All right. I'm getting better at this over the years. Cool. Well, yeah. Welcome. Okay. Anne is an imagination technologist. Whoa, that sounds epic. I coach, teach, facilitate people to create using from their imaginations, online one-to-one group programs, in-person holidays and retreats. Love it. That is so magical. Cool. Yeah. Anybody else and like, feel free as we go to just pop it in. I'll, I'll um, jump in while people are writing as well. I'm just, you know, I've been doing magic media a long time, but we've got our magic kids side of business with the magic kids app and books and stuff. And I'm just really excited to see how we can apply this to connecting with parents and grandparents and educators out there around childhood these days and where yeah. parents are at and screen time and and what they're doing for screen time alternatives. So that's, that's something I'm really excited to think about while you're going oh. through this. Yes. What's your personalized screen time solution? You love it. All right. Katie, longtime entrepreneur working one-on-one with clients all over the world. Amazing. Designing online businesses, brands, websites, courses, certified designer, writer, and developer. Amazing. Jane of all trades. And creating your first online course on how to declutter, sell what you declutter, organize, and design your inspiring home. Oh, that's really cool. I have an example quiz to share with you because one of my clients is a decluttering specialist. She just created a, a quiz on like what's your clutter clutter monster. And she got like a thousand subscribers from this quiz in just a few months. It's pretty amazing. Uh, Celia, based in UK, well-being relationship expert, one-to-one in group coaching, training, presenting an online course. Awesome. Enjoy creating an online community in a collaboration marketing and creative process coach. Okay, one-to-one and small online workshops. Awesome, Joy. Celeste and Celeste's Brad's wife, hello. New to bringing my work online, creating a membership community for mothers who are experiencing deep grief to support the tending of self, family, and home. Beautiful. Paolo, I teach the traditional style Greenland paddle of sea kayaking. Oh, amazing. Oh, you're in Victoria. Cool. I'm in your neck of the woods. And you do live coaching, video lessons, and membership site. All right. Awesome, you guys. Thank you so much for sharing. So lots of people doing coaching, membership sites, courses, all that kind of thing, and then services, which is really perfect. So I think a lot of what we covered today will be very applicable to the people in the room and hopefully anyone watching the recording as well. So, oh, I skipped a slide. Quick, quick introduction to me. I have been immersed in this weird, super niche, wonderful world of quizzes since before they were cool. I 
started creating quizzes and assessments thinking like this was just a fun sort of lead generation strategy. I was just kind of messing around. There was no real depth that I, I had no idea what I was doing. And as I just kept experimenting, all of these pieces started to fall into place that like, what my clients telling me that she's got people emailing her that they're in tears because they feel so seen because what we gave to them in their quiz result was like an accurate reflection of where they're at and who they are. And they actually feel understood like what this can be that powerful. And as more of those experiences started to happen, I had, you know, a series of aha moments that like, there's really something here. And it's funny because when you hear like online quiz, it's sort of, you think of like, BuzzFeed and which Harry Potter house you would be sorted into. And there's this like, um, often this misconception that quizzes are, are really shallow and they don't have to be. You can actually go pretty deep and use this as a tool to give people that experience of, of feeling seen. And that's really powerful, especially if you are working with people in an intimate way, which sounds like so many of you are. Oh, my slides aren't moving. Ha. Did that, did that shift to my intro yeah. slide? Yeah, it okay. does. I find with the, uh, with the viewer mode or whatever that sometimes you have yeah. to like flip back over and then go back to your notes. Cause it doesn't always yes. work. Yeah. You yes. Got I'll go, I'll go back and forth. Sweet. Um, yeah. So since then, I have taught thousands of online business owners how to create quizzes and assessments for their businesses. I've worked with every different type of business under the sun. So you are in good hands. And like often there's this question mark of like, will this really work for me? And I'm happy to, to chat through that with you if you're asking yourself that at the end. So let's get into it. So first of all, in the description for this workshop, I talked about the metrics that matter. So what are those metrics? Why do they matter? The first one is, in my mind, it's connections. Go back. And that's simply because you, without connection, you don't have an audience. And not all connections are created equal, right? You guys are in Bradley's orbit. So you've likely heard him talk about the power of having an email list and, you know, the value of a subscriber, someone who says yes to having you in their inbox, which for a lot of people is a pretty intimate space, is in my mind a lot more valuable than someone who's just like, eh, yeah, I guess I'll follow them on Instagram and maybe see like 2% of the things they ever post, right? So not all connections are created equal. And just in the same way, like Signature Workshop, for example, the connections that we're creating here, like we are like IRL conversing. You can ask me questions. We can get to know each other. Like that is a super valuable connection, even more valuable than a subscriber, I would argue. So connections. Very meaningful metric, number one. Conversations is, to me, another meaningful metric that we don't often talk about. Like, you can have a connection, but if you don't have a conversation on the back end of creating that connection, 
you don't learn. You don't get to that place where you can create something for someone or you can build your marketing and your messaging to a degree that when people engage with it, they feel like you get them, right? You need to have conversations in order to build intimacy and to deepen your understanding of who it is you help and how you can help them. Conversation is the opposite of assumption. And so many, I would say online business owners in in particular, because we have sort of this safety of our screens, we don't always engage in conversation. And instead we go to assumptions. Like I assumed that they want this, so I'm gonna go and create it and then crickets, right? That's what happens when you don't have conversations. So meaningful metric number two, conversations. Meaningful metric number three, conversions. Because when you have ample connections and you understand who you are talking to and you can communicate and market with specificity, you increase your conversions. And of course, without conversions, without, and I'm talking like sales conversions, you don't have a business. So these three things can really be positively influenced and increased with a quiz. And the formula here is pretty simple. The more quality aligned connections, the more conversations, the more conversions. So how can a quiz help you hone in on all three? First off, it's a proven way to build your email list and increase that connection metric. So your quiz can, it can evolve as your business evolves and it can serve you for a very long time when done right. And we'll talk about why that is in just a minute. The second thing here is through your quiz questions and your follow-up sequences, you're engaging in conversations at scale. Now, I know it's not the same thing as like a good old-fashioned one-on-one conversation, but at a certain point, we all realize that there's only so many Zoom calls we can hop on. There's only only so many like brain-picking coffee chats we can do. And so, but you need that conversation metric to continue growing because you need to be engaging with the people coming into your world. So how do you do that at scale? A quiz is one way of doing it. And then the follow-up sequences, when you're in someone's inbox, there are so many ways to make those engaging and conversational and to elicit a back and forth sort of follow-up from there. So your quiz helps you learn more about your audience through your questions. And then you can use that data, both qualitative and quantitative, to improve your offers, to refine your messaging, to strengthen your copy, to focus your content creation efforts on what your audience is telling you that they want and need. And then thirdly, in turn, you're increasing your conversions. It becomes easier to sell your offers when you understand what it is that your audience really wants and what they are resonating with. So a little bit of a deeper dive into like, well, why does a quiz actually work for building an email list and driving connection and how is it conversational and like, how does it help conversions? 
some specifics here. So first of all, there's just the psychology of, of a quiz and the fact that you are directly speaking to everyone's favorite topic, whether we want to admit it or not, we, we are all egocentric humans, unless there's any enlightened peeps in the room. And we all love to learn more about ourselves, right? Maybe, maybe Bradley, he's the meditation guru in the house. So you're speaking to someone about their favorite topic. That's pretty irresistible. There's also this piece, this segmentation piece, which is like a little bit daunting to some people. It sounds, it just naturally sounds hard to do, but it can be really easy with a quiz. Simply, you are getting specific information about a broad audience. And through that, you can make your marketing more specific. Um, there's so many interesting stats around segmentation and how it, it just increases the effectiveness across the board of your email marketing, of your sales, sales conversions, like all of it. So on average, we see a 39% higher open rate when sending to segmented audiences, 24% higher revenue, and 75% of consumers prefer to purchase from businesses that offer personalized digital experiences. So the next thing here is interactivity. So because the nature of a quiz is it's interactive, you have to think, respond, think, respond, think, respond before you get that little dopamine hit at the end of the rainbow. And this is good for our current state of society because we have very short attention spans. And most of us aren't going to sit down and, and just like patiently read through a whole catalog of information, especially if it's not specific to us and our situation. So interactive marketing generates and content generates two times more engagement than static. Although like, I would say that's a pretty conservative number. And then if you have experimented with any sort of paid advertising and, you know, especially like meta, Facebook, Instagram, paid ads are insane right now. All of the privacy stuff that's come in, like your costs are really increased and it, and it puts this barrier to entry where it becomes really hard for a lot of small businesses to actually advertise using those platforms. Um, of course, there are many other ways you can advertise and grow your business, but if that's one that you've played around with and or are exploring, your cost per lead with the quiz is typically much, much lower than cost per lead for other types of lead magnets. And like, I was just chatting with someone the other day and she was telling me like, even in the last year, she was getting, you know, 25 cent to 50 cent leads from her Facebook ads. And she's like a myofacial release specialist. Like that's wild in, in now times. So and it's not, that's not always the case, but it's potentially worth experimenting with if you're going that route. And then lastly is zero and first party data. So 
That's a really fancy term for you're getting data and information um, with people's permission. Like where we see third-party data third-party data harvesting information that we didn't like actually consent to zero and first-party data is no, like, yeah, I'm going to tell you these things. And in exchange, you're going to give me some valuable insights. And there's a reason that, that like it's big data now, right? Just like it's big pharma and big ag, like it's a big industry. Data is powerful simply because these huge companies understand that getting the people that they want to sell to is key to actually selling their stuff. So you can do that in a more ethical way. So those are just some big like, whoa, okay, I didn't know that about quizzes. If there's, did any of those things, were any of those things new to you? I'm curious like what, where our, our knowledge gauge is at. Personally, personally, I tend not to think about numbers too much. Um, And so it was really fascinating just hear some of the data around that. Um, And it just makes sense. makes sense. Like a a custom creative way to meet your audience where they're at and learn about them. It's beautiful. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Cool. So quick story, just like, I like to inject lots of examples so that you can see what this looks like in, in real life. So one example, it's one of my students, Elkie, she's a body psychotherapist. And like before she created her quiz, she had a few hundred people on her email list. She had a session calendar with lots of open slots. And then she, she took something that she does in her work as a body psychotherapist. She works with archetypes and This is like, she has pretty intimate knowledge of this archetypal system. She took that, she turns that into a quiz and, and she put that out in the world. And for her, she was running paid ads and she started getting thousands of people coming in, taking this quiz and they were booking her one-on-one services to the point where she was completely booked out. She got to this place of like, which like maybe some of you are there or tiptoeing beyond it or already way beyond it where like, okay, I'm booked out one-on-one. Like how do I serve people in a bigger way? And she created her first course and she freed up her time in that way. And all of this happened because she, she took something that she already does, which is working with this archetypal system and she turned it into an asset that she can now share with whoever wants to, to learn more about it. Um, and I'll show you some more examples too. So you can see like, what is this? How would this apply to me? All right. So how do you do this? If you're like, okay, quizzes sound cool, Shanti, like what do I actually do? How does this happen? We're gonna go through these steps. And I am, I'm so long-winded. I hope that we have time to get through all of them. Um, I'll try to go quick, but at the end, I wanna make sure we have time for Q and A too. So 
I got five steps that I want to share with you. The first one is to get clear on your vision, your vision for your quiz. Like, what do you want it to do for you? And, you know, if you're an e-commerce store owner, you probably pretty simply want to sell more physical products, understand your audience better. Or maybe you want to just attract more ideal clients or customers for a specific offer, like a course or a membership or a program. Or perhaps you want to build your your overall audience, attract people who'd be a potential fit for multiple offers, and just have something with real staying power. So if any of those jump out at you, tell me in the chat. Um, And... The reason there's a reason that I tie all of this back to like the end goal in what it is that you're actually selling. And that is because it's really easy to create a quiz that people will love and take and enjoy. And you'll get, oh, you'll get, um, you know, I've seen people create quizzes and, and build their lists by thousands of people, except that the topic that they created their quiz about has nothing to do with what they actually sell. And so it's pointless to have a big email list or a big following if those people aren't actually interested in what you do, right? So that's why I like to tie it back to sort of that that end goal. You've likely worked really hard to create your courses and memberships and service offerings. So let's attract the people who are going to want them. So Paolo says, segment my list more effectively. Awesome. And subscribers who are engaged in my offerings and options. Bradley, the goal for myself is to be relevant in the lives of our audience and customers by learning about their lives, struggles, questions, interests, desires. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. So there are these three types of quizzes and I'm going to share uh, a link at the end. If you want to take my like super most meta quiz on the internet to sort of find out like which of these might make the most sense for you based on your goals. But basically if you're in e-commerce, you're going to want to create an e-commerce type quiz. If there's something specific, like actually magic kids is pretty specific offering. So like a launch quiz would probably make more sense than a signature quiz, potentially. Um, Your signature quiz is something that is by nature a little bit more broad and designed to be super evergreen and like live in all the places on your website all the time. And often there's a bigger beast to create. A launch quiz is something that you can tailor the messaging to align with a very specific offering. So I'll give some examples of all of those. Step two, once you're kind of clear on that, is to develop your positioning strategy. In other terms, you really want to get clear on like, what is the big idea behind this quiz that I'm creating. And that positioning is really the 20% that will get you 80% of the results because that's what's going to pull people in, right? Um, So what do you, how can you create a strong positioning strategy is actually pretty 
simple. You really just want to answer these core questions for yourself. So who are you creating this for? How do you want them to feel when they take your quiz? What do they need to know and believe in order to buy from you or work with you or sign up for your app, like whatever that is. And why are you creating this? How will it change your business? Like what is driving you to actually do the work involved? Because that's what's going to help you get to the finish line. So this question too of like, well, what do I even want to be known for? I think that's a good question to ask yourself because that is a natural differentiator often. These are a few examples. So like Topshop, back when not every e-commerce store site had a quiz and like a shop, completely shoppable everything, this was pretty revolutionary. Like they were asking about people's preferences and body type and budgets and then giving them curated options. And they became known for that. And then I think Topshop sold to some massive other clothing company. Um, Creative types. This is the quiz from Adobe. And of course, Adobe wants to be known for creativity and nurturing creativity. So like, this is so broad, but it works because it's Adobe. Oh, Joy, you share that quiz all the time. It's so good. And I mean, it's really incredible on a visual level too. I really recommend if if you're intrigued to go check it out. And then the love language quiz, like that quiz and book and concept has like stood the test of time when I'm totally gapping on the name of the author right now. I want to say like Gary, when that author was creating that, I don't know that Gary Chapman. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then it brain kerfuffled. Okay. When he was creating the love languages, like, I don't know that he asked himself this question of what I want to be known for, but he's known for the love languages. And that, that is a through line of that whole brand and business, right? So you want to find your own version of the love language quiz of the creative types of that top shop wardrobe wardrobe one. So some prompts to help you unearth that. And I like, I actually spend a lot of time covering this section because even though it seems like such a small piece, it, it really can be the game changer if you get this right. So some prompts here for you. What are the questions that you are asked over and over again? What idea, framework, process, philosophy, methodology, whatever it is that you find yourself coming back to again and again in the work that you do, whether it's a coaching methodology, whether it's a sea kayaking teaching process, like whatever it is, what do you keep coming back to? And what is it? How is it different? Like, how could you make that something that you're really known for? And then lastly, what does your ideal client or customer 
crave more than anything? What do they really deeply want? Now, you don't have to answer those questions right now, but sit with them. That is really the first step of getting clear on this positioning and big idea is answering those questions. So this one, this is a quiz from Lumia Life Coaching. And it is actually just based on the most common question that they get asked over and over and over again. When people get to a certain part of the decision-making process of doing a life coaching certification, once they've like pulled back some of the layers, this question comes up of like, should I really change careers and become a life coach? And I feel like if they were to say that out loud, there'd be a lot of emotion in that question. And so that's the goal is to get to like the question beneath the question. And so that easy, that's the quiz topic. And last I checked, which was a while ago, 80,000 people had taken this quiz and the people who took it were just right away getting their result, which one thing, one important thing here, there is a result option. That's like, no, you should not become a life coach. <laughs> like there's also that path because it's not, it's not right for everyone. And you have to be honest about that. Uh, but for the people who it is right for, it's giving them personalized reasons as to why and how, and how could this work for them? And then it's sharing stories from people whose characteristics and attributes and personality type and goals align with theirs. And then it's, you know, giving them the answer they need so that at the end of this quiz, they're like, okay, sure, I'll invest $5,000 into this life coaching certification without getting on sales call. And that's, that's the power of answering a burning question and speaking to what it is that your audience really wants. This is a e-commerce quiz example and just a bit of a funny one. It's from Newtopia. And they really use this, what is that movie with the, it's like the, the pill that makes you that makes you capable of doing anything. You guys know what I'm talking about? Anyways, they're always using this reference. And there's like this, like, take our nootropics, unlock your superpowers. And so this quiz angle is like so easy and natural for them because their audience is, is that type of person that's like, yeah, I want to unleash my superpowers. And they're super interested in like, what's going on in my brain? Yeah, I want to know what neurochemicals are dominant and which ones are deficient and how do I fix it? Like, yes, those are my burning questions. And so then they take this quiz and when they're given this like custom nootropic stack subscription, that's like 250 bucks a month. And like they've had all of their objections addressed and their questions are answered. They, they these guys do pretty darn well with that as a strategy. Limitless. That is the movie. So yeah, so that's a e-commerce example. This one was Elkie's and hers is the eight healing archetypes. So you answer 10 questions, discover which of the eight healing archetypes you most embody and how to harness that energy to release the invisible barriers of your traumas 
and embark on your personal path to a more joyful life. And that final piece of like, release the invisible barriers of your traumas, embark on a, on a personal path to a more joyful life. That is something that her audience most deeply wants and craves. So this quiz just, just did so well for her because she, she gets her people and the, like the problem Elkie shared with me from this was that actually like, it's too much. I've got way too many emails from people telling me their life story now and like all of their traumas and just like spilling their heart out and I can't handle it. It's too much. I was like, okay, okay. We need to specify in the emails, like hit reply, tell me in one sentence who you, who you are. Cause yeah, she was giving them that experience of feeling so seen that they were like, the, the, the cork is popped. I am going off and telling you everything about me. Um, this is a quiz from Gabby Bernstein that went with her book. So she, this is a launch specific quiz, right? Like she covers a lot of stuff, but in alignment with the book that she released, I think like over a year ago now that went into attachment styles, this topic made a lot of sense and it led to people to purchase the book. So what's your attachment style? That's a big question that people are asking themselves at this stage. This is my own quiz. And this is just an example of like, you can make shit up. If you don't have like a, a name for your methodology and what it is that you do, you can give it a name. You can just like come up with it. So for me, I came up with this like growth type. Okay, what is that? And, and built a bit of a methodology around it and then created a quiz from that. And people don't know what that is, right? But it creates enough curiosity, hopefully, in the description that they keep going and they find out. So out of all of these different ideas, I'm curious if any of them like spark something for you. If you have like, oh yeah, I always get asked this question, like create a quiz with this in mind or if you would want to more like focus on what do you want to be known for and position it around that or appeal more to like deepest desires so anything see ADC yeah yeah it's a good one it's a good one you can't go wrong Cool. So yeah, play with those prompts, sit with that. That is the first piece of making a quiz that stands the test of time. Joys be awesome. And then once you're clear on that, once you determine, okay, this is my big idea, positioning strategy, these are my goals, then you can, you can start working on the results. And I put results first because, well, I know when you're taking a quiz, the order is like you do the questions and then you get your results. But when you're creating a quiz, you need to start with the result piece. So, and the reason for that is because if you're going to write questions, you need to know, well, how are people gonna answer them? And it's the answers that will correlate to the results. And if you do the questions first, it can get very 
Kenthazeline. So getting clear on like, based on my idea, what are the different results? And I like to personally not necessarily base that on like the Enneagram or the disc or any of the thousand different like personality typing systems that exist. I like to actually base it on based on my experience, based on who I tend to attract and work with. What are the common characteristics of the people that I work with? And then what are the differentiators? And through discovering those differentiators, that's how you determine what the different results need to be. And when you base them on your experience with your audience and your favorite people that you've ever worked with and your ideal buyers, if you're in e-commerce, like then you can overcome this urge to be all things for all people. And you can keep it really grounded and specific to your actual business. It's when we try and do, do the, the prior that we really get tripped up and this whole process becomes so impossible. So keeping it specific to your business and then looking at like, well, what do you want to include in your results? So these are some of the things that I've found to be really key. And I'll give you some examples for each. So the first is personality insights. If you can leverage personality and speaking to who someone is and how they show up in the world, and that's part of the promise, you're going to, you know, probably get better results than the quiz that's just like, what's your graphic design knowledge score, right? Like that is a little impersonal. If you can bring personality into it, that's where you can really leverage that like psychological obsession we all have with ourselves. So personality insights, shareable content. So you want your result content to reflect positively on the person who took the quiz because otherwise they're not going to, they're not going to want to share it. Like, and you know, this is like probably more applicable to the people in the room who are like, I'm going to leverage social media and this sharing stuff. If you're like, uh, I don't really care. I just want to actually have that like emotional connection. This is less important, but there is this sort of virality built into a quiz that you can harness, but only if you are putting your quiz sticker in this positive light. You really want to focus on feeling like, how do you want your quiz takers to feel? I just believe that if you can create an, a, a positive feeling experience, if you can go beyond neutral, that is memorable, right? Whereas if all we inspire is neutrality, why, like I don't really necessarily need you in my inbox. So trying to get centered on how you want people to feel and then the above and beyond principle, we'll talk about that. That's really like, ideally in a perfect world, if this is someone's first interaction with your brand and they get that quiz result, it's like 
what we want to engineer is something that's really way beyond what they were expecting. We want to exceed expectations and, and go above and beyond. And that I think sets, sets a tone for the rest of your relationship with this new person. So personality, we'll just go through this quickly because I know we don't have that much time. So personality insights, we talked about why they're powerful and I'm just going to go through a few examples. So it's not always like really blatantly, what's your XYZ personality? This is an example of a way of framing it that's like totally totally different from how you see a lot of personality quizzes. So what's your secret sauce? This is a quiz I did for Jenna Kutcher like ages ago and how to own your awesome stand out from the crowd, build a successful biz and have fun doing it. Like it's like pretty, pretty simple, pretty big promise. Right. But then we gave people these results that they really resonated with because it was a lot of it was based in like, extroversion and introversion as like dominant characteristics that really makes a big difference to how someone wants to show up online or like just their style. Right. So we were speaking to that, giving them this result that helped them feel more capable of owning that and standing out with it and building a successful business around it. Creative types. We already talked about that one, but that's a great one because it's specific to creativity, right? Like it's personality, but specific to this one tiny element of personality. So you can do that too. Um, this is a quiz from traditional medicinals. Yeah. And they, it's your plant personality quiz. So that's more like, okay, we sell teas and medicines and stuff, plants, let's give them their plant personality and it's simple, but it works right? And then they give their different product recommendations and stuff. Uh, shareable content, like what does this look like in action? Okay, so love languages, we've got this like pretty simple breakdown, right, of the different love languages that we might possibly have. And I love how love language does this like print option or send as an email like that they're like sharing prompts which is great like adding little things like that can make a big difference so oh this this animal one i thought this might be a good example for you to check out bradley actually because this is a quiz specific for kids and or for parents to take like from the mindset of their kids and it's really fun so like, which of these animal genius types are you? And then this is based on, on basically Myers-Briggs, but for kids. And this company like has a whole business around this. They have different, different offerings around these different genius types. And it's really fun. This is an example of, of one of my quiz results and Here's like in this top section, I've started doing this where here's, here's what your quiz results will cover. And then I give them this bullet point list of everything we're going to go into. And this, I think, does that above and beyond effect well, because it's just kind of like writing, a, writing an essay, right? Like tell them what you're going to tell them. And 
they can see, quiz taker can see like, whoa, we're actually going to go into a lot. Cool. Let's do this. So, and yeah, Katie, we can talk about, about length in a minute. So focus on feeling. Thank you, Bradley. Good quizzes create good feelings. So this is an example from one of my clients, Nicole. She has such a gift for making everyone who comes into her world feel super welcome and like they're in the right place. And she does that so well in her quiz result. So she's a photographer. She helps photographers basically up their skills so they can turn it into a bit a business if they want. And her quiz results go into like their different styles. But what's more important than that, I think, is she gives them this opportunity to celebrate who they are. And I think that's what has led to her having such a successful business and community in a space where like, there's a lot of photographer teachers, right? So you can check out Nicole, Nicole Hill quiz if you want to Google it. But yeah, above and beyond principle, really all it is, is leading with generosity, which I'm sure all the people in this room already do. And so it's just bringing that, carrying that over into your quiz, adding real context and insight that highlights your expertise and helps your quiz taker create some tangible transformation from simply interacting with what you created. And that I think is where the magic happens, right? Because if you can do that with a free quiz, then the seed is planted. Like, whoa, what's going to happen if I actually were to invest in this person and work with them in a deeper way? So there's often this question of like, well, shouldn't I be selling stuff in my quiz results? And there's like lots of teachers out there who recommend doing that. And you can do that if that, if you're drawn to it, there's a few instances where it makes sense, but for the most part, it doesn't. And the reason for that is because the commitment needed to take a quiz is very, very low. There's a very low threshold, right? It is something that will take someone like a few minutes of their time and you're going to likely be attracting people who are at varying stages of awareness in their journey toward, you know, if the end goal is to work with you, they might be over here at the very beginning and like have no idea that what you offer is even a thing or an option. Like they might need a lot of education and nurturing to get to that point. Whereas, yeah, you might attract some people who are over here and closer to that happening, but we want to cater to all and we don't want to scare people away by being like, and now uh, you can buy my $5,000 program. Just click here. And like the whole quiz result is a sales page, right? This is really common, but it often does not work very well. Like I sell strategy sessions where often the people who are booking those and coming to me are people who created a quiz and they're trying to sell some high ticket item right away and it's not working. And they're like, what, what did I do wrong? What do I do? So from the get-go, just know that often creating a quiz is a long game. You create this thing, you have this 
stellar first impression. You get someone onto your email list and then you build that relationship over time. And yes, you do give opportunities throughout for someone to buy from you, but it's not the big focal point in your results. So where does it make sense if you do it this way? If you're in e-commerce, an e-commerce quiz is, is a little different because often you're using that to combat analysis paralysis. So like which t-shirt style is going to work best for my body type? Cool, yeah, send me to that t-shirt. I'm gonna buy it right away. Um, low ticket offers, tripwire, tripwires, you know, probably all of us here hate that language. It's ridiculous. But any like no brainer solution that's, you know, like 20, 20 to $50, those can work really well. And then upgrading to a paid version of your results, those can also work really well. So like the example quiz I shared with you, that's, that's what I did. It's like $17 to upgrade to the paid version. And then you get like a 60 page PDF and it's really in depth and I think quite worth $17. But also if someone's like, they're willing to say yes to that low ticket offer or that paid result, that's also a really great indicator of how serious and intent they are on solving their problem. So everything else, long game. So your, your fourth step here is to ask more powerful questions. And a lot of times you take a quiz and it's just like on a scale of one to 10, agree or disagree, yes or no, right? And that's fine, that can, that can work. But there's also a better way of asking questions, which is to create questions with the intent of doing three things. So one is to help segment your audience Two is to delight them and entertain them and provide some insight through the questions alone. And then three is to capture that important zero and first party data that helps you learn more about your quiz takers. So you can write questions that do all three things and get way better results than your typical scale of one to 10. So some good things to keep in mind from just avoiding those really like binary questions or sliding scale. They're not super engaging for quiz takers. Like that's where people can kind of, their eyes can glaze over and you lose some of that power of interactivity. Um, if it works for your brand, like using GIFs and visuals, emojis, pop culture references, like bringing the fun factor in works really well because often there's this expectation with the quiz that this might be fun. And then exploring your quiz takers dream state with your questions, like helping them tap into their desires. That is fun and exciting and, and creates this positive experience where if you're just like, tell me about all your problems and that's the only focus it can feel a little heavier. So a few examples here, and you guys will have this have this recording so you can come and swipe these if you want. But like dream state, you just want an all expenses paid niche and you can put your niche. Uh, I like this kayaking example. Like, let's just go with that. Kayaking retreat, like which you choose. And then like literally like where would be like the dream kayak destinations and pop those in. 
um, what do you think is standing between you and then like what it is they want, what it is they really, really want, getting their take? How would your life change if that was no longer a problem? Which of the following gifts best describes you if Target sold the solution to your uh, graphic design woes, what would it be called? Like all of these questions can do all of those three things. Do we have time for step five? Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. If we go a few minutes over, I mean, if, if anybody has to bow out now, the recording will be out later. So all good. Yeah. And any questions are. in the, in the chat, I'll go back to you and answer them for the recording too. Um, okay, so step five is to design the journey from subscriber to sale. So, you know, it's not just this case of like, I just created the quiz and that's it. And I move on with my life. Like it works best if you design a journey, like, well, what happens after someone takes the quiz? Once they're actually in your world and on your email list, sure, you could just like plunk them right on to your newsletter list and they'll start getting your regular emails and like that's fine but what works better is if you have an intentionally designed sequence that like gets them up to speed basically so you really want to share who you are and how you can help them what's your story and and how you like share that you understand where they're at so I like to call this a journey, you know, I do say I'm a quiz funnel strategist in my bio because quiz journey strategist, I don't know, actually that does sound kind of cool. Maybe I should change it. But journey versus funnel is different to me because when, when you're creating a journey, like you need to keep in mind that you're the leader, you're the guide, but you're not the hero. And every person who is taking this journey with you, they're going to be at different, different starting points. You need to know what those starting points are. And it's a big job, right? Like journeys are complicated. There's a consensual yes from those who are willing to take the journey. And then there's the desired destination and the steps required to get there. And you might have multiple destinations, but I just feel like it puts a bit more nuance to this, this like funnel conversation where some of you might be kind of turned off by that because we see and have been in lots of like scuzzy, weird funnels. Yeah. And like, I hate being part of these kind of journeys often unsubscribe right away, but what kind of journeys, like your typical funnel where you're just being sold to right off the bat or something that is intentionally like, okay, welcome to my corner of the internet. Here's, you know, potentially why you're here, but I want to learn more about you. Hit reply, tell me who you are, and let's keep this conversation going. And in my email tomorrow, I'm going to tell you about like, some common misconceptions around funnels and journeys, like stay tuned. And it's sort of this, like you can design this sequence in an intentional way that hopefully you'll have the opposite effect of that, like a uh, cringe, like run away. I don't want to be here where you can establish some context 
where that doesn't happen if you just put someone straight onto your newsletter, right? So your quiz is the starting point. And through the quiz, you can get a sense of like, okay, where's where are people at? And you can design your sequences to be specific to that if you want. Now that can be a big job if you have a more complicated business and lots of like people at different places, right? Like even like Bradley, you might have some people who you know are like ready to work with you one-on-one right away. Whereas you might also have people coming into your world who are like, I have never even considered creating a course. Where would I even begin? Like those are two very different people and very different starting points. So yeah, too too many emails too frequently. So yeah, you can like establish a healthy cadence that's not like, you know, constant batting someone over the head, but every few days or once a week, like I've had clients where we do a sequence that lasts an entire year and it just is like slowly, slowly dripped out. So lots of different ways that you can do it. And this is just one example of where you would have someone take your quiz, they get their results emailed, and then they get into your welcome sequence where you can determine how often those emails go out based on your preferences. And the goal is simply build rapport, create some trust, create connection, give many opportunities for that conversation and back and forth to continue. And then, you know, like this leadership thing is, is earned. It's not given. So showing, proving that you're a competent leader and that you have your subscribers best interests at heart. So from here, once you've done that, that's where like, okay, we've established a rapport. We've created some understanding. We've got context. Now, if you were to go into a sales sequence talking about your upcoming group program, it would make sense, right? And you'll have a lot better luck doing it this way often than just like right away someone takes your quiz, okay, go buy my thing. Or just having your sales page on your website and thinking that's going to be enough, right? Like it's a, it has to happen conversationally. So, and you could do this You could have different sequences going to different quiz results based on what someone needs. Like there's so many different ways of doing this. This is just one example, but I like to talk about something called a belief bridge, which I could talk about forever, but I'll just quickly, quickly go over it. The purpose of your sales sequences, your sales pages are to shift and build beliefs because people don't buy anything. They don't believe they actually want, need, and believe holds the solution that they're seeking. And so understanding that is really like the most pivotal piece of like, you see those those funnel maps, those journey maps and how many emails you need. And you're like, what would I put in those emails? No, like, no, thank you. I'd rather sit down and write a book. Like this is what you put in those emails. You understand current belief structures, 
you map out belief shifts required and then what are the future beliefs needed to support transformation that's your that's your email content so i gave a little example here um, from one of my clients who did this and like completely transformed her her conversions on the back end of all of her lead magnets not just her quiz simply by getting into this belief piece so i think that is almost its own presentation in its own right but i wanted to sort of plant that seed and that's it <laughs> all right <laughs> sorry for for going over you guys i hope you got a good grasp of how quiz could potentially serve you and how to get started and i am i'm here for questions so i'm just gonna go back in the chat a little bit this is really really great uh so much gold in here is worth going over uh thank you for taking the extra time thanks everybody for for being here um a couple questions while people put theirs into the chat uh, do you have any tips or tricks on, you know, the, the leading to the desired outcome at the end of the quiz, you're, you're giving people a results, you're, uh, helping them to come to a conclusion. Is there a trick for asking questions and, and kind of mapping that out ahead of time so that you can ensure the most accurate result when you provide those for the person that does the quiz? And then the second question is, uh, what tool do you recommend for making quizzes? Yeah. And then I think we had a question on length too. So the, the key really is starting with the exercise of like, what do you want people to feel when they take your quiz? What is like, what is the promise that you are offering from the get-go? And then really you just have to deliver on that promise in the results. That's what you include in the results. And you, once you're clear Again, you're going to get clear on what are those results before you write your questions. And once you're clear on what the results need to be, the different results, then when you're going to the questions, you can make sure, okay, I need to understand this about them. And if they say this, they'll get this result. If they say this, they'll get this result, right? Like from starting with the results, you save yourself a lot of confusion and from brainstorming beforehand okay yeah how do i want people to feel like what is the big takeaway i want them to experience that's your content and like so to answer the question of like how long should it be that depends right sometimes i find that i actually need to go pretty deep in order to deliver on the promise that I gave people from the get-go. And I, I'm not the best example of length because I just like, I'm a writer, so I'll write like a really long quiz results, but I've also seen people have a lot of success with just like making a in-depth video and that's the result. So long story short, it's as long as it has to be to deliver on the promise that you made from the start. Um, yeah, tech-wise, so I like to use Interact. It's tryinteract.com is the website. 
And it's just a really easy platform. They are pretty serious about like data protection. There's some quiz hosting sites that like have gone and sold people's data and it's like super sketchy. So Interact's a good, like really reputable, awesome company. Um, if you're like a WordPress user, Thrive Quizzes is a good option. And I believe it's still just like a one-time fee. So it's not even like a subscription model. So that's kind of nice. Um, if you're an e-commerce, Octane.ai is a really good option. Those are probably my three, three faves. Um, Katie, I can scroll back in case I missed any there, but Katie asks, where do you recommend sharing your quiz besides your list of social posts? So, I mean, anywhere that you would currently be marketing your business. So if you're doing like speaking or guest, guest expert stuff, signature workshops like this, podcasting, those are all like good organic channels to be saying at the end, okay, go, go take my quiz. Um, SEO is another one. Like often that's not talked about as much, but if your quiz is something that someone might search up, optimizing, like having like maybe like a full in-depth article on that topic, the quiz at the end is a good route. And then those are the, the organic plays. There's also the paid, paid traffic routes too, which can work really well as well. How do you repeatedly submit your quiz to your list? Just add it to the bottom of all emails. Oh yeah. So for your current email list, you mean? I think that's what Katie means, but yeah, I'm not that's totally what sure. I meant. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you like per personally, I would promote it to my existing list a little bit like from the start if they haven't seen it before. And then I would kind of stop promoting it to my existing list because for the most part, it's the primary way that I'm building that email list. So they've all already done it and seen it. And that's how they got on my email list. Right. So if that's the case, then cool. You probably don't need to share it multiple times, but if they haven't, then yeah, you could totally just put it, put it at the end of all of your emails and you can absolutely have um, like a skip option for that email opt-in. Well, I will just say, and I'm like a little bit, I don't think salty is the right word, but I'm in Victoria. So maybe I can be salty and it's not a bad thing. Um, I get this feedback a lot of like, well, like, I don't want to give you my email address though. Like it's just a quiz. And like, would you say that to someone like, if Bradley was like, okay, I've got this workshop that I created for you and it's really in depth and you're going to have opportunities to like ask me questions. Um, here you go. You need to give me your email for it. Right. That's how you're going to get it. Would you be like, Bradley, I'm not giving you my email. Like how dare you ask me for your email for my email. Right. 
probably not. You probably wouldn't even say that about like, oh, I saw there's this free guide on the best like kayaking paddle strategy, but I need to give my email. Like you'll probably give your email and not be upset about it. Right. So the thing with quizzes is most of them are shitty. Most of them are really shallow and they suck. And you're like, so yeah, you're going to be pissed off if you need to give your email for that. But if it actually is like a good quality quiz, if I showed you like my time tracking on this last quiz I created, which took two years, it was a beast. It was insane. If I showed you that and like how much research went into it and how in-depth it is, would you still be mad? about having to give your email. And I tell you, if you hate my emails, you can unsubscribe. I won't, I won't get mad. It's all good. So there's my salty take, but <laughs> I understand either way. And I've had that. lots of students, I've had lots of students, like they give people the option to skip and they actually find too, that a lot of people are like, they'll skip and then they get to that result page and if they do it how I teach them, then people are like, oh, wait, no, I do want to get your emails. So if you do have that, then on your result page, have another invitation that's like, have you changed your mind? Do you want my emails now? Here's, an here's another opportunity. So you can give them that. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Katie, the Thrive Bundle, you have to buy the entire Thrive Bundle. Ah, that's too bad. Um, but Theo says there's eighth pro. There's just so many quiz, quiz makers now. It's crazy. So lots to explore. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys for being here. Did I, oh yeah, Katie, I put email opt-in at front, which most quiz makers don't allow. Yeah. Yeah. So, and typically I will like, I've seen that backfire. And I think that a lot of quiz makers have seen it backfire. And so they don't allow it maybe because it just doesn't work as well. So typically I'll put it at the end, but then, yeah, I get like, I kind of get why you might do it because then someone knows right away. Okay. I give my email, then I get access to this and I answer the questions. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to me, it's night and day, but I'm just cu really curious what your experience is with that. Yeah. Yeah. Often it's just, it's just that like, oh, well, I have to get my email. Like, I'm not going to do it. Whereas if we can even have an opportunity through the questions to illustrate quality and that like, well, these are actually pretty thoughtful questions and they're you know, well-written and like apply to me. Even that I think makes a difference with someone's willingness to subscribe and give you their email. So yeah, I just, yeah. I was going to say, and if the, if the promised results or outcome is compelling and makes me curious enough, I will absolutely give up my email address to figure out what the answers are, if it's compelling enough. And I think other people will do the same thing. And, you know, giving up the email address, that's, that's a small price of admission on the internet. Um, and we all know what happens after we give our, our email address, we're going to get some value bombs and then we're going to get some sales stuff. And that is the get to know you. That is how we do business on the internet. And um, the the better we can do that, the more integrity, the more value we can provide, uh, the better and the 
you know, people will build trust if we do stuff that's really good. Um, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming and sharing all of this. I love all of the examples. And if you don't yet, you need to build like a, a book of case studies around quizzes because you have a lot of stories and a lot of experience in this realm. And I think uh, if you compiled all of that into an experience or a, a booklet of some sorts, it'd be amazing if it's not already created because you've got a lot there. Yeah, thank you. I love that idea. Um, is there a particular quiz you want to send people to or a place you would love them to check out? I posted a couple of your quizzes here, um, but yeah, you got it. Either of those, the shantyzack.com forward slash quiz is the more like quiz centric one. And then growth type, if you're curious, is more like your whole empathy marketing ecosystem and how your unique personality traits can manifest is like just different online marketing strategies that might work better for you than others simply because of who you are. And so that's, that's a bit more broad, but the quiz one is specific to everything we talked about today. So check them out. And then if you get my emails, it's just me on the other side. So hit reply, say hello. And it's really cool to meet you all. Thank you Thank so you. much for having me. Thank you so much. This recording will be up hopefully later this evening for y'all. So watch for that. And uh, appreciate you taking your time to be here with us today. We'll do it again, awesome. I'm sure. Yeah, thanks everyone. Okay, everybody, take care. Thanks for being Bye. here. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Making Magic Podcast with your host, Bradley T. Morris from Magic Media. If you're inspired to leverage your life's work by crafting your transformational, educational, and inspirational media, thriving online community, profitable membership, or to turn your message into a movement, then head on over to magicmedia.com, that's M-A-J-I-K, media.com, and explore what our Creators Club or partnership opportunities have to offer you and your beautiful business.